Blog Talk Radio.
Yes, good morning to you. The songwriter says that I will dwell in the house of the Lord. You just heard from Jeff Major's Songs 23. Again, that's Jeff Major's Songs 23. I would encourage everybody to get his album. It is the most beautiful album of worship and praise music. There's many of them out there, but just to hear his different songs is awesome. You're listening to the Fivefold Ministry uh, broadcast. I'm your host, Apostle Margie Mercer. This is our disclaimer that the music that you hear belongs to the artist, and we are here to promote those sounds and to encourage you to worship and praise God and to get those CDs. We thank you so much. We've heard praise report that um, different ones wanted to give a shout-out. So I was told by my pastor to make sure that I give a special shout-out to Taiwan. Thank you for tuning in. We appreciate you listening to us as well as to Russia, to the pastor and his wife. I'm not able to say some of those foreign names But we give a shout-out to you, the listeners, and all over the world, especially Jamaica, Africa, as well as uh, Pakistan. Thank you again for tuning in to the Fivefold Ministry. And remember now, you can hear us through the week, Monday through Fridays, here on these radio stations. Again, that's Monday through Friday. If you would like to have a special call-in number uh, for one of our radio stations, you could call from 7 o'clock to 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 7 to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time here in United States. That number is 319-527-6036. Again, that's 319 319- Five two seven six zero three six from seven to eight o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time USA, and on Sundays we are here from eight thirty a.m. to ten o'clock. It depends on our speaker. Sometimes we make it off at nine thirty, but again we are scheduled from eight thirty a.m. to ten o'clock. Sometimes nine thirty, like maybe today. But you can call that same number, 319-527-6036, I just want to um, encourage you again, as I said, that I love listening to uh, Jeff Majors. He's one of my favorite artists, and I would encourage you. He has a special special um, album, and it is the one that I wanted you to hear was um, Songs 23, but it is so nice when you can just listen to him and all of his beautiful songs. It is nothing like listening to God and worship and worshiping him. Again, we want to encourage you to sit back and relax, and to just enjoy the worship 
and we want you to just be encouraged and not discouraged. Each and every day is a Sabbath, so we want to tell you that make sure that you uh, remember the Sabbath each and every day and that you um, treat others the way you want to be treated and also that you try to just encourage those that need to be encouraged. And another song that I would love to uh, play for you right now is another one of my favorite. It's called Precious Lord by Jeff Majors. Let us enjoy. Amen. Amen.
as well as carry my uh, Bible and one carried my pocketbook. And I had an interpreter because I couldn't speak uh, some of the languages. I met those that was uh, Ibu, those that was Yoruba. I had uh, croaker, plantain, red rice and beans. I had the goat, the fufu, the yam. It was so very beautiful, and the greens with the snails. So when I uh, was able, I met those that had um, those guys that owned land that had rubber plants. So those that had uh, trees that was like rubber, uh, they was able to uh, sell it at market. And this is the rubber plants that we use, the rubber that comes from the trees in Africa for our tires and for various things that's made out of rubber. So I was able to meet some very fine uh, people. I know you may not. Some of you, maybe in America you've heard of it, but Eddie Murray, Eddie Murphy had a movie out called Coming to America, and they showed a palace with animals and all, and it had 26 rooms. It was very beautiful. That was one of the homes that I visited in Africa the same uh, uh, home that you saw coming to America that I was able to stay there as well as meet those that own those rubber plant trees. So I want to give a special shout-out to my friend. I understand now he's no, lo- no longer Governor Tenubu. He's no longer the governor of Africa. He is the president now. So congratulations, uh, President Tenubu. I hope to get my invitations to give you congratulatory um, salutes and that right as we speak we are having his aides. We're trying to work on uh, an invitation that we're going to Africa to meet President uh, Tenyabu, one of the friends that I met that says, you tell them that we do not live in trees. He was a very nice gentleman. I love being at the Governor Mansion as well as uh, meeting his family. I was very impressed because the way they operated. He said we had Serena Jakes and Bishop T.D. Jakes was here at the palace, and he said we're going to have a women's conference and we invite you. And I said, well, I'm sure you heard of them. I said, around in the United States, Bishop T.D. Jakes and Sarita Jakes are phenomenal pastors. I know that um, they are graced by a lot of people, but people don't know Apostle Margie Mercer and the Fivefold Ministry. He said, not yet, not yet. <laughs> but it was so nice they invited me to the Women's Conference. Again, we are trying to get our invitations to go and uh, to see President Tenyabu in Nigeria, I mean, in Africa. He is the president of Africa now. Congratulations to him and his family. Again, I would encourage you that as you fellowship and as you go around the world that you take love, you take respect, encouragement, exhortation, and you just embrace the culture. That's what Paul did that Paul was able to, wherever he went, he did as the Romans. He just fit in. So I didn't know what goat was, and I loved it until one of the, um, I teased and called him my god brother. He said, did you enjoy that goat? I said, I love goat. 
He said, well, that was the goat that was on the porch that said, bah. I said, what? He said, yeah, we got that goat for you, and we killed it, and that's what you're eating. I was like, oh, my God. And he said, did you like the hen? I said, yes. He said, that was the hen that met you at the door. I was like, oh. <laughs> but when you thought about it, they are animals, and they were alive until we killed them for food. And I was like, oh. And I love the fish. It was a fish that had one big bone, and I think he called it croaker fish or some kind of fish. It was delicious. It was real big and meaty, and I adjusted, and I liked the um, pepper soup and the red beans and rice, and the, and I've never had snails in greens, as we call collard greens, and they had baby snails, and it was actually delicious, delicious. and they had um, coconut like a soup or a dip, and I ate my food uh, with my hand. And I enjoy it because I like licking my fingers when foods are good. Anyhow, especially with pizza, whatever you eat, I would lick my hand. But as far as etiquette, you're not supposed to. But I enjoyed it. I was around those pastors, and they really treated me well in Africa. I was able to meet different ones and go to their homes and uh, be with them. They, most of them where I went, they had gated houses. Their drivers um, met them. They had drivers. They had gated homes. They had huge, huge homes uh, with cooks or whoever. But what I found out, their homes looked like our um, uh, bungalows or condos in California. And and it's it's just like that. I was able to go to one of the villages and they um, treated me well. I met the chief there, and he gave me, I guess, with a cow's tail or whatever that they used, and they played ceremony music. It was really awesome. I met so many people uh, with books and CDs and clothes and gifts. They showered me with love. So look, planning to come back, hopefully with my uh, invitation from President Tenyubu, and I send out greetings to all of the coasts of Africa that I'm planning. Um, my trip looked like it might be to Ghana or uh, as well as to, again, Nigeria. I'm not really sure at this time because we have different ones that handle. When I do travel around the world, I have um, travel uh, workers um, that pretty much coordinate those trips because I don't know where I'm going or staying or or anything like that. And also when I went to Ukraine and Russia, they were the beautiful, beautiful people. I send greetings out and hope that that nation and everything is resolved and homes be built and families be restored. Again, we want to just say to you that each and every day should be a Sabbath. Each and every day should be a day of worship and praise. Each and every day should be a day of love forgiveness, encouragement, and we should treat others the way that we want to be treated. We shouldn't uh, be negative or rude or say things out of our mouth that's unseemly. Don't you know everything we're doing is being recorded in the Lamb Book of Life? Yes, it is, because we have to deal with judgment seats. We're going to have to deal with our Father at the end, and God knows God said, if you hurt the least of these, you hurt him. 
don't you have to be careful, especially when you're dealing with disciples and priests and prophets and apostles of God. We're talking about those that are sent as angels. We have a lot of them that are here, but God has special ones that he sent. You don't want to be rude or curse them out or treat them any kind of way. He said be careful. So you have to be careful how you treat all men around the nation and the world. So, you know, we got to love each other the way we love, how we want to be loved. We can't condemn. We can't be nasty. God told me uh, we can't do evil for evil. Just because a person are doing evil to you or lying on you or setting things up or trying to hurt and destroy you, we can't do evil for them. We have to have mercy. We got to forgive. We have to pray for them. Because, you know, I'm finding that a lot of people, because of the stress that they're going through in this world, they have mental illness, they need counseling, they have anxiety. It's a lot of things that's going on that people are lashing out and are being irrational and being rude to you. And it's very sad. But you know what, beloved? I want to encourage you because the last shall be first and the first shall be last. And that, you know what, God will fight your battles. And he says, vengeance is mine. So you don't have to do those things. You pray for your brother. But watch how God bless you, because when you try to turn that other cheek and just ignore that God is going to bless you exceedingly. I know for myself, and I use myself as a testimony, that I worked so very hard in my life and that I wanted to buy myself a gift. If you know anything about Apostle Mercer, you know that I like vintage and classic cars. I'm into my father brought me a 62 Chevy or 52 Ford, and that um, I like the old cars. You remember the old, here in the United States, we have the Cadillacs, that have the wings at the back that look like the Batman cars, for those of you who are into the cartoons. And there's a lot of classic cars that's out there. I saw, I can't even say this one, the Cataline, the Cataline, not Cadillac, but it is so very pretty. And the Porsche, the old Porsche. So I had brought myself a, a new Jaguar. That was a gift for me for, for working so hard all my life. Oh, my God, it was so beautiful. It had the sunroof. It had uh, just the tinted windows. Uh, it was so pretty. It was butter on butter inside and out. It looked like butter on outside, butter on inside. And it had that beautiful wood uh, grain and the spoke tires, it was absolutely fabulous. And, again, I could get historical tags. I didn't have the car two weeks, and someone hit it and totaled it. Oh, my God. And it was one of a kind because you don't find one like that with so low mileage. So my beautiful, beautiful uh, Jaguar, and with the mileage so low, it was total. I was so sad. But God blessed me, and this is the testimony I want to give. You know, I felt sorry for the person because I'm sure they didn't do it deliberate. But even so, I was, you know, very disappointed. But I say, you know, it's just metal. I said that God would give me another. That was a gift to myself because 
you know, you work so hard, take care of your children and family and friends and mother and dad, and you're also trying to, um, you know, help everyone else. There are times that you want something for yourself. Maybe you want to travel to Paris and see the Eiffel Tower. Maybe you want to go to Spain and see a bullfight. Or you want to have a nice cruise and land up on an island and drink coconut uh, juice all day. Or maybe like myself, I wanted a vintage car, and this one came straight from England, had an owner, a second owner that was in Florida. They shipped it to the United States. I was so happy because I had friends always tell me, you need to get rid of your car. I had a 2003 Jaguar. I had it for 10 years. And all I heard, you need to get rid of your car. So this one was that, okay, I have a newer one now with low mileage, and we said butter on butter. It was that smooth. That thing got total in two weeks. I was so sad. But just to show you how God is, that the insurance company said to me to go find another car and they would pay for it. I'll say it again, that instead of getting the blue book value, or the red book value for an old car that God touched the uh, people's heart and told me to go find another Jaguar. Yesterday I went and I saw five different Jaguars. <laughs> and I, I was like, any, mini, mighty, mo. They had um, three, two black ones, two blue ones, and I can't remember the other color. And I just walked around a lot, but there was nothing like the one that I wanted because I like the vintage and old. They were more modern. I don't like the modern cars because when you look at the old cars, it have the curve, it have the long front, it have the the real smooth lines, and then it has a, the uh, the tail of the car in such a way that it has a design. That's when you can see the art. I remember when I was young, I was fascinated when I used to see tires they called spinners that would be on Cadillacs and looked like it had a thousand uh, silver bars connected inside that Cadillac. And when the tires would move, it would spin like a spinning wheel. I'm just into those cars, those 64 Chevys. And I had signed up to go to the car show. I would have been the first female, black female, that would have entered a car show for a vintage classic Jaguar because there's different categories. And I was like, I couldn't believe it two weeks before. But when I went to look at the different cars, and I went all the way to uh, Virginia yesterday, about a three-hour trip, and I, I looked at different ones. I saw the black ones, the blue ones. The I mean, it was very pretty. It was some of them I've never seen but they were standard. They were more updated. It wasn't that vintage or classic where you could just see the details and that smooth caramel uh, grain uh, dashboard or the handle made out of uh, wood or real smooth. It had a lot of artistic because when you look at the old cars, they were art. You know, the, the fabric of the seat sometimes had tweed and leather. And you could see the stitching. As I said, dashboards made out of real wood and uh, maple wood or sometimes real light grain wood. Or you could see some of the crystal dials. I mean, really uh, metal that would not rust inside. It was so cool. You might see 
the thermometer as well as a temperature gauge on the inside. And then, like I said, that long front, it might have a dent, especially when you look at them Oldsmobile or the old Cadillac with the wings, Batman wings. Ah, it's nothing like those vintage uh, classic cars. And I, I ponder over and ponder over. I even lost sleep behind it. And I said, why should I get a car just because I'm getting it by the name? I want it for the style. It was me. But then I realized, you know, the way the world is today, <laughs> that somebody could hit it, it could total it, it could flood it. I mean, it's nice to have nice things, but you can't be attached to them to worship it as your God. You can love it. You can like it. You can enjoy it. You can admire it. And for me, that's the type of uh, classic cars that I like. But you can't let anything get to a point that, you know, it's, it's, it's so important that you forget that God made it possible, that God has fixed it, either was a gift or a present, or it could have been that God blessed you financially to have it. And it's something that looks nice. Some people are into Mercedes. I remember when I went to Africa, it looked like the whole nation of West Africa, Lagos. It was nothing but Mercedes, Mercedes-Benz, Mercedes-Benz. And those cars would be shipped um, from another country coming into Mercedes, I mean, coming into Africa, and those people love Mercedes. So everybody has their own taste, and you just can't knock it. And, and But enjoy it. Embrace it. You work hard. You pray hard. God wants you to have some nice things. So I didn't see what I wanted. So any of my listeners around the world, include England and Britain, I'm looking for the classic vintage Jaguar. I miss it. I had one 2003, and I brought a 2004. I looked at one that was 1998. That was a little too old, but I still like the curvature in that car. So this, I'm sending out an SOS that either you can uh, email me at F, like five, F like four, M like ministries, W like worldwide. That's F, F, M, W dot Inc. I-N-C, Verizon dot net. Again, that's F, F, M, W dot Inc. at Verizon dot net. Come on, find me my classic vintage Jaguar. I have searched all week. I have uh, looked all on the Internet. I have compared prices. Like yesterday, I went to a, uh, a dealership, and I, and it was. they said it was funny. I, I want that kind of car because they uh, had uh, new cars come in two days in the, in the day of that I was there. So they had about five of them, and it still, it still didn't hit home. The only thing was when I sat in the seat and I saw my little Jaguar cat that made me smile. But other than that, I went home without my car. <laughs> so I know my listeners are going to pump me up and make me feel better. I heard that I'm, that I, we have call numbers that are having increased around the world. So come on, England, come on. Try to find me my vintage uh, Jaguar. I'm interested. So let us sit back. We have updated you as well as gave our shout-outs around the world. We have pretty much said that we need to show love one to another and to forgive. And to let you know, even down to, 
something that you lost, believe me, God will bless you a hundredfold. He'll bless you better than, you know. So, you know, you could be a loss to you, but when you think about it, it's nothing but a blessing and a gain that God can do anything but fail. He loves us so. So God bless you. Let us sit back. I want you to get familiar with some of our preachers through the week. I love listening to uh, Reverend Leroy Rice. Reverend Leroy Rice come out of Virginia. He has a very uh, southern draw, him and his wife. And they come on on Wednesday night, Wednesday from 7 to 8 at uh, our Eastern Standard Time here in the United States. And I want you to listen to them that they are a great, a great uh, team, and especially Reverend Rice, that he's a good old country preacher. So each day, um, like I had um, Apostle Alexander Lockamy out of Irwin, North Carolina, that Kekalaki. I'm old Southern girl myself, and everybody loved listening to his wisdom in his teaching section, um, teaching segments. Woo! I'm tongue-tied this morning. So that's Apostle Lockamy. He has a good teaching and wisdom show that you can learn a lot if you're into biblical studies. So God bless you again. We're going to just uh, give ourselves a hug and enjoy that we woke up in the land of the living. God bless you. I speak blessing, healings, accolades, and put a smile on your face around the world that our God is able and he can do anything but fail. Don't you just love the Lord? I love my God. I love him so much that I just want to encourage you again that if God can't do it, it just cannot be done. That's the kind of God that we serve, that he is so beautiful. We're going to have a little bit more of my Jeff Majors today. And it's called Sacred, but just a little bit. That's the name of his album. Have you ever um, heard his album? It is called uh, Sacred, and you want to get that as well. So I'm going to play, I think I'm going to play Amazing Grace by Jeff Majors, just to get, before we bring in our preacher, that will be our sigmonic hymn, okay? God bless you again. This is the Fivefold Ministry Broadcast. I'm your host, Apostle Margie Mercer. Amen.
Yes, that was Jeff Major. It's called Sacred. And believe it or not, that song is called Amazing Grace, How Sweet the Sound That God Saved a Wretch Like Me. Yes. Well, God bless you again. Uh, You are now going to listen to Reverend Leroy Rice and his wife as they preach and teach the Word of God. And remember, each and every day is a Sabbath. You want to worship God, read your Bibles, pray, walk accordingly to the commandments, and do the best that you can to make it in so you can have eternal life. God don't want no evilness, no backbiting. He don't want no nastiness. He don't want nobody that's going to cuss or fuss or tear down each other in the body of Christ. He do not like ugly because he said everything he made is good and it is beautiful. Hey, hallelujah. So God bless you. Let us sit back now. We're going to listen to Reverend Rice as we close out. Uh, at the end, they are going to take it all the way. Remember now, you're listening to the Fivefold Ministry. You can hear six days a week on this radio station. Amen. In the house of the Lord again to break the bread of life because we know that we can't do nothing without him. I want to give honor to God, who is the head of my life, the one that woke me up this morning and started me on another day. I want to give honor to Apostle Mercer, the one that has made it possible for us to be able to be on this radio station through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I just come bringing greetings tonight from the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, the one that sets high and the one that looks low. I hope that you all have had a wonderful day. Because God, every day that God makes us should be a wonderful day to us because he wakes us up in the mornings and starts us on that day. And everything that God made, he made it good. And so we are here tonight to celebrate Jesus tonight. We come to celebrate his life and come to celebrate his birth. And we come to celebrate his crucifixion and his death and his resurrection. We are here to celebrate tonight, not to do anything else but to celebrate anything else that's on our minds and that we are partaking of right now. Let us go to the Lord. Let us go to him and listen to the servant of God speak as God speaks to the servant to you all tonight because it is not my will that it shall be done, but it's God's will. God has instill in me to be able to instill you what he has for you to hear and what he has for you to do to be or even be in that realm with him. I just want to thank him because God is so good. God's mercy is everlasting. And as we go into God's word tonight and as you listen, I want you to open up your ears, and not only just your ears tonight, I want you to open up your mind, and then I want you to search your heart. And if you find anything that is not there that's like Jesus, I ask you to invite him to come in and begin to do some cleaning and and clean you up. And and as he clean you up, the stuff that we sometimes have, Step on the road time and time again. We need a house cleaner, and Jesus is the one uh, that 
picks away the stuff that's in and, and lets it be seen and washed away into the sea of forgiveness. I've come tonight to let you know uh, that we cannot enter into God's kingdom if we are not clean because he loves to, a clean heart and a contract spirit tonight. I come as humble as I know how. And as I come, I want you to know that God is our shepherd, and we don't have to want for anything. All we got to do is hold on, hold on for a little while, and everything is going to be all right. Come now and go with me as my wife began to open up this service with prayer and, and, and scripture. We're going to have a good time here tonight. Because all time that we all the times that we spend with God is good times because we're gonna set aside everything else and we're gonna look to him tonight for the answer to some of our problems and, and then we're gonna be able to feel better, come down from this space of worship. At this time I'm going to uh, ask my wife to come and, and share with you all through prayer and through whatever else she has to do in Scripture because God is just surely in the blessing business night. All you got to do is hold on to his unchanging hand and everything will be all right. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah, Jesus. Let us pray. Hallelujah, Lord God. Oh, glory, Lord God, we just thank you right now, Lord God. We thank you right now, Lord God, for who you are, Lord God. We thank you right now, Lord God, for we thank the Father for the Son, hallelujah, the Son of the Son, Jesus Christ, hallelujah. We thank you, Lord God, hallelujah, for your blessings, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, for your goodness, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, for your grace. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord God, for your precious blood, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, for your mercy, Lord Jesus. We just thank you, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, for your everlasting love. Hallelujah, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, for, for raising us up, Lord God, for picking us up, for taking us out of darkness, Lord God into your marvelous light, Lord God. We thank you, Lord Jesus, and we praise you, Lord God. We praise your holy name, hallelujah, that name that's above every name, hallelujah. We praise you, Lord God, for you are wonderful. You are marvelous. You are amazing, God, hallelujah. Lord God, we just thank you, hallelujah, hallelujah, for your goodness, Lord Jesus. Lord God, for we know, Lord Jesus, we can't do nothing, hallelujah. We can't do nothing without you, Lord God. And, Lord God, we praise you, Lord God. We lift you up on high, Lord Jesus. We magnify you, Lord God. We glorify you, Lord God. We just say thank you. Yes, thank you, yes, Lord. Yes. Thank you, Lord. We can't even thank you enough, Lord God. We can't praise you enough, Lord God. Lord God, we just see all this, all this stuff that's going around us, Lord God. But we know, Lord God, you are 
feeling towards, Lord God. Yes. And you got this world in your hands, Lord God. Yes. And Lord God, hallelujah, Lord Jesus, we just lift you up. We just thank you. We just magnify you. We just glorify you, Lord God. And we just, hallelujah, we just say hallelujah. We just hallelujah. Just say hallelujah, Lord God. Yes. The highest praise, Lord God. We give you the highest praise, Lord God. Because you're worthy, Lord God. You're worthy, Lord God. You're worthy of all of our praises, Lord God. And we just say thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank my you Lord. Lord God. Hallelujah. Right now, Lord God, just have your way, Lord God. Just have your way. Let your word come forth, Lord God. Because we know faith coming through the hearing, hearing through the word of God. Hallelujah. Lord God, we just have, say, have your way. Have your way in us, through us, and around us, Lord God. Have your way, Lord God. Let the man of God decrease, Lord God, so you can increase, Lord God. Let your words, hallelujah, so let him speak your word, Lord God. No other word, Lord God, but speak your word, Lord God. Let the meditation of his heart be acceptable unto their sight, O oh Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. Just have your way, Lord God. Yeah. Have your yeah. way, Lord God. Yeah. Lord God, you come through, Lord God. You come through in a mighty way, Lord God. You come through, Lord God. You do what you do best, Lord God. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord God. We just say thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. We be reading from John, John. We be reading from John, the 14th chapter. John at the first verse down to the sixth verse. And it reads, Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. And whether I go, ye know, and the way ye know. Thomas said unto him, Lord, we know not whether whither thou goest, and how can we know the way? Jesus said unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Amen. 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 Down at the cross where my down purple cleans and from sin I cried to my heart was a blood of blind singing glory to Yeah. 
What a night that we can sing that song. Glory to his name. His name is above all, every name. And above his name, every knee is going to bow one day. Mm-hmm. And every tongue is going to confess one day that he is Lord of Lords and he is King of Kings. I come to you tonight from the 14th chapter, and I'm going to take my time tonight and let God use me because I need to be used and I need him to use me in a way where you all will understand that God is speaking to me, his servant. If you look tonight at the 14th chapter of St. John, we'll find these words. And these words read as the following. They say, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my father's house of many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place, I will come again and receive you unto myself. That where I am, there you may be also. Wherever I go, you know, and the way you know. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? And Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. I want to use tonight for a subject or theme or thought, a prepared place for prepared people. Most holy God, my heavenly Father, it is again that I come depending on you. I can't even walk, Lord, without you holding my hand. I can't even talk, Lord, without you allowing me, my tongue, to move in my mouth. Lord, I ask you now that you would hide me, this year's servant, behind your sacred desk. And let the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and redeemer, forevermore, in the name of Jesus, and for your sake. I ask it all. Amen. 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 A prepared place for prepared people. And we find that in the second verse here. It says, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. A prepared place for prepared people. You see, 
Father. And before he would have left them, he wanted to just have a little talk with them. Because you see here, the Father glorified Jesus, and he also was glorified in and he said, I'll, he called his disciples here, little children. He said, I will be with you for a little while longer. But you're going to come and you will seek me, and, but you will not find me. Let me fix this thing up tonight. Uh, he says, where I'm going, you can't come. But your time is not ready yet. Uh, you see, but he told us that we should always keep his commandments. And his commandments that he left with us and left with his disciples and left with us is to love one another. He says, love one another as I have loved you and, and, and that you also love one another. He says, by you, join this love for one another. People all around you and I will then see that you are my disciples if you love one another. Jesus here was getting uh, his disciples ready for his departure. Because I believe here that he knew, because he knows everything, that when he leaves, they're going to have to stand not just on their own, but because he's going to pray after a while, Father, to leave them with the comforter. Oh, I'm leaving you now, but I'm not going to leave you alone. I'm getting ready to part now, but I'm not going to leave you astray. I'm not going to let you be out there like a ship without a sail. I'm going to pray and ask my father if he'll send down that comforter. Send down the Holy Ghost Spirit. And Jesus says when the Holy Ghost comes upon you, it will tell you all things. It will show you all things. I might be absent from my body, but I'm still present you through the Holy Ghost Spirit. Jesus is not dead, my sisters and my brothers. He's still alive tonight because he rose like he said he would. He got up with all power in his hands. He had the resurrection over the grave. And so now when we go down, 
And every one of us is going down into that low, cold, lonesome grave one day. But one thing he left for us is that we got resurrection power. We're going to get up one, that one morning, and, and we're going to be going on home. Be with the Lord. And as I move on here, little fella, a prepared place, Jesus had already prepared for us. And you know what he said here? He said, you don't have to be troubled. Don't let your heart be troubled. Because you, uh, all you've got to do is believe in God. My father, believe not only just in my father, but believe in me also. That you see, I have prepared a place for you, and that place I have prepared for you is in my father's house. There is many mansions. And one thing I believe here tonight. That if your soul is anchored in the Lord, and you are walking in the status of the Lord, when the time comes, I believe that in that mansion, there is many wrongs. And I believe one of those wrongs will have your name and my name called on the door. And it's going to read, well done, you good and perfect servant. I gave you rule over a few things down there, but now come on up into glory. I'll make you ruler over matter. Hey, prepared, you see, sometimes we down here in the world. Let us look at the world now. We think that we can find our way into this prepared place. We think uh, just because we is rich and just because we have all of these houses and all of this land and we can buy our way in. We think that we can buy our way in sometimes through our friends and sometimes church. Why the churches is in such a trouble right now because they have become lazy. They are setting back doing nothing. And when you're set back doing nothing and waiting on something, it's not going to work out, my sisters and brothers. Something is going wrong to hear now is uh, that we have people in this world that we are living in, setting back, doing nothing, not getting ready for their ongoing. Church, I come to tell you, we have to do some work down here. We have to do some work down here to be able to enter into God's kingdom. We can't just fall down on and sit back and wait for Jesus to crack the sky again before we begin to work. Jesus 
see, why we can sell, why we can give, why we can do, we've got to do it now. Because we have to prepare ourselves down here to prepare for the place where we're going from here. Jesus have already prepared a place for us, but everybody's not going to get there. I tell you, everybody's not going to get there. I can see some pastors, and I can see some preachers, and I, I can see some lay leaders. I can see some uh, 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 folks that in the church every Sunday. I can see them going out the way. They ain't going to get there because their work is undone. They won't give up. See, we find that some is strung up on riches. Some is strung up on, well, uh, doing to please man. But I stop by here tonight to let you know. It's all right to please man sometimes. But when we begin to teach God's word, we don't need to just preach it to please man because we are scared of getting thrown out of the church or, or getting put down somewhere. We have to preach God's word. I'm gospel consecrated. We have to preach it because when we preach God's word as it is, it becomes a two-edged sword. Yeah. I tell you, it becomes a two-edged sword. It begins to cut and it goes down to the marrow of the bones. Yeah. I tell you, God's word should not be God's word should be told just like it is. You see, just because that person in the church got money, got saved, they're they helping building the church up. But God said in his word, upon this rock I'll build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. It is not our church. Church is the church of God. God build the church. Let me slow down a little while and strain it a little bit. We find that we have pastors. I'm not pointing fingers. I'm not uh, trying to ridicule. I'm not trying to cut somebody down. I'm, I'm not trying to do none of those things. But we have pastors and preachers and and and, and, and standing up in the pulpit on Sundays. Uh, teaching their group of people, their flock, and, and then they only teach what they will be pleased with. And, and they, they start for uh, 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 still are preaching the words, the words that Jesus left here, and that God inspired these writers like John to write these words. And, and, and they are cutting back. They're kicking out. They are throwing down because they don't want to hurt nobody's feelings. But I tell you, it's better to hurt down here. than they hurt when the day comes. When you're going to leave this place, we are going to leave. And seeing one thing about it, God set us apart. He set the pastors apart. He set the preachers apart. He set the lay leaders apart. Because 
And if we leave them in the wrong way, they will go astray. They will run this way and that way. So we've got to preach the word. Lord, I have fallen short. Lord. 
because he's God all by himself. He went and prepared this place for him. And when he went to prepare this place for us, he was still thinking about it, loving us. Because he could have left us alone. But he didn't leave us alone. And see, he said, why you need to get your house in order? Because he'd already gone and prepared the place. But he's coming back. He's coming back looking for a church without a spot or wrinkle. He's coming back now. My, my sisters and my brothers, you can rest assured he's coming back. And we need to get in a hurry because tomorrow is not promised to you. We need to get in a hurry because today is not promised to you. You can be here today and gone today. And but I tell you, you got to get your house in order. I can preach to you, I can teach to you, I can do all these things, but it's up to you to accept Jesus Christ as your Savior. You got to get your own house in order. I can build a foundation. I, I can show you and lead you in the right way. But I can't make you drink of it. You see? You can lead a horse to the water, but you can't make him drink. My Bible, my, 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 I hear it time and time again down through the years that you can lead a horse to the water, but you can't make him drink. And you can't make him think. You see, we are on our own because we got our own minds. But I stop to tell you that it's getting ready time. We got to prepare now. You see, let me use a little illustration here. When we began, began to cook a meal, a lot of the time, we have prepared before we cook. A lot of the time, we have to pick it out of the freezer, and we have to thaw it out, and then we have to season it before we, prepare, before we cook it. So we are preparing it, and then we will cook it. So how do you think that you can get away with not being prepared for the day that you're going to go home to be with the Lord. There's no way you can get around it. Because here, even in the Bible says that the Jewish culture, it was customary for a young man to prepare a house for his bride to be. At a time, the bride and groom would return to fulfill the marriage covenant with his wife and took her to their new home as a bride of Christ's church. We know that Jesus is preparing an everlasting home for us in heaven. One day he will return to claim us and take us to that 
wonderful place he has created for us, to love and worship him for the rest of eternity. But here the truth is very now. The only way that anyone come to the Father is through Jesus. And who lived a completely sinless life and through the word and through his deeds. Jesus is the only way. The only way that we can get there is through him. So that leaves us that we have to prepare now. We have to store up now. We have to realize that Jesus is coming. We have to realize that if we don't know when uh, he's coming because he's coming like a thief in the night. He is coming when we are unaware. You see, he said to his disciples that he's saying to us, tonight, peace I leave with you, my peace as I give to you, not as the world gives, do I give to you. He says, let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid, because he is coming back. He is coming back looking for his church. All you got to do now is step back. Stop sitting back doing nothing. Letting Satan come in and steal your joy that God has already instilled in you. Stop sitting back waiting on his coming. Let us do some rest. You see, as Jesus says, uh, we must wreck the wreck of him that sent us flawless day. You see, our life is going to come, and when we can do, no work. Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house, there is many wrongs. There were not so our head would have told you. Jesus is coming. You don't have to worry, he's coming. And, and you see, we sometimes is so caught up in ourselves that we forget all about his coming. We continue on doing our thing. We continue on sinning. We continue on of being so high and so mighty. See? Because we got sails over our eyes. We got blinders on. You see, if you uh, got a horse and a buggy, and he is pulling that buggy, you can't put blinders on him because he don't know where he is going. So we got to act God tonight to pull those from our eyes. Take those blinders down. Because I know this one thing I do know. You think that you can run 
you think that you can hide. But I stop to let you know, there is no place that you can run, and there is no place that you can hide, and that God don't see, and God can't find you. Because my Bible tells me that he got the whole world in the palm of his hand. And I don't care tonight how high that you might go. God can stop you from coming over. And I don't care how low you go tonight. God can stop you from coming under. And I don't care how wide you go tonight. God can stop you from getting around it. Because God is too big to get over. God is too big to get under. God is too big to get around because he got the whole world in the palm of his hands. He have already said that he is God. I don't need us, but we need God. A prepared place for prepared people. Let us get ready for this place. I don't know about you. I'm about closing now. I don't know uh, where are you going to spend eternity. But I know this one thing I know. I'm going to hold on God's unchanging hand. I know this one thing I know that I'm going to to depend and to lean on him. And I know one thing I know that I'm going to keep on working. I'm going to keep on working on this business. And as I begin to keep on working, if I find anything that's not like Jesus, I'm going to ask him to help me pick it out. I'm going to work until my day is done. When my day is done down here, I want to hear my name call on the road. When my day is done down here, I want him to say, well done, you good and servant. I made you rule a few things down there, but come on down up to glory, and I will make you rule over many. I'm going to work and I'm going to work. My work is not done. I'm going to keep on working. And don't you know, my sisters and brothers, you better keep on working. Because we want to be ready when Jesus comes. Do you want to be ready tonight? Do you want to be ready tonight? Nobody knows the troubles I see. Nobody knows but Jesus. Call on him. Call him up in the midnight hour. Call on him when you need him the most. And at this time in the world that we're living in, we need him right now. We need him to come into our house. We need him to stay with us. We need him because we are lost without him. And we're going to be lost. Grab on to his unchanging hands. We need him tonight. Just ask the Lord tonight. 
to help you get prepared, help you prepare yourself for he is coming. Help you tonight. Jesus is coming, and he is coming when we are aware. As Thomas said to him, he said, Lord, do you know where you are going? How can we know the way? Now stop by to tell you that Jesus is the only way. He is the only way. And through him, I believe that when the time comes, we all going to go through a screening. You know, old times, they had this uh, sister that was sick flower, and we screen it from anything that wasn't uh, the flower the things that was in it, the grain and the stuff that was in it, it would go, the flour would go through the sifter and it would catch the rest of the stuff. We're going to be sifted just like the flour was sifted in that sifter. And if we are sifted, Jesus comes back looking for a church that a spot or a wrinkle. And if there's a grain that slips through, uh, that we haven't been cleansed of, our soul is going to be lost. That's why I'm telling you tonight, get ready to go home. There might be one tonight, there might be one tonight that that needs Jesus to sift them, sift them like the flower. Pick out what necessarily is beseeching them. Not sweep it under rug, but sweep it into the sea of forgiveness. It never will rise again on this side of eternity. There might be one that, 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 that's sick tonight that need a healing in their body. All you got to do is look to Jesus. Jesus is a doctor that has never lost Somebody might be hungry tonight. All you got to do is look to him, and he got food that will feed you. Somebody might be thirsty tonight. He got water that will spring up into everlasting life. Somebody might be lost tonight and don't have a navigation system. All you got to do is call Jesus, and he is our navigator. He don't never get lost. And so with him on our side, we will not get lost. We will be found. Tonight, somebody oh, might not be right with the Lord. Somebody might need saving. I recommend Jesus to do is just confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that he was raised from the dead and thy shall be saved and you will be a new creation. I don't know tonight who that might be, but if there's one out there enough, come to Jesus. Just as you are, bring whatever 
at that baggage that you have, as long as you confess and believe that he was raised from the dead, and you shall be saved. He will get rid of that asset baggage that's weighing you down. And the only way that we're going to be free, we got to be cleansed by the blood of Jesus. Come now. Come to Jesus just as you are. Come, my sisters and my brothers. Before I leave, I'm going to always, as I do before, leave you my phone number. My phone number is 804-313-5877. And don't get me wrong, I would love to hear from some of you, even if you need to hear a kind word. Just call me. Call me up, and I will answer. And not only that, just continue on and keep your hand in God's hand because God is the one that makes ways out of no way. God is the one that opens doors that no man closes. If you are not prepared as you should tonight, take this time to prepare yourself for that prepared place that Jesus has already gone and prepared it for us.
Lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.